Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and this is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, and this week, the Olympics. And to talk about that with me is the incredible Danelle Leva. Danelle, say hi to the boys and girls at home and tell them, in case they don't know who you are, who you are, where they can find you, and what you're up to. Absolutely. My name is Dana Leva. I competed in the 2012 and 2016 Olympics for gymnastics for the U.S. Um, currently, my dog is over here messing up my audio, probably because she's scratching her head. Thanks for that. Um, I'm currently I'm currently acting, and you know, I had the immense pleasure to work with the incredible DJ at some point, and uh, hoping to to work with uh, with you again very very soon. Yes, and. It, it's amazing because like everything that you said about this show is essentially like my entire life, mm-hmm. you know, comic books, superheroes, mm-hmm. movies, TV shows, and the Olympics. So yes, perfect. You're per- you're the perfect guest. Well, it's, it was so it was interesting because some people in the audience might be like, wait, the, what the Olympics? Because uh, I wasn't originally planning on, you know, we. we talk about movies and stuff like that and the olympics are entertainment but i think more you know athletics athleticism which we don't really cover because i'm not athletic i don't that's not that's not my world but then obviously a lot of the the platforms i follow and i listen to have been talking about it because there's been a lot of discussion around specifically uh uh, these games and i was like wait wait a second I know an Olympian. Like, I should. <laughs> what am I doing? I should totally do an episode on the Olympics. So, so for those that don't know, don't know you. You before we we're going to get into what we're into and all that stuff. But before we do that, yeah. for those that don't know, you are an Olympian. Talk about that. Yep. Yeah, I I was. I I did in 2012 um, and in 2016. And uh, honestly, um, the thing that for me really stands out as you know the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. It's essentially being at the village the experience of actually being at the village because all of the arenas and things that i competed at were arenas i that i had already competed at before and all the people that i was competing with i had already competed with them so it was like essentially just like being like oh okay we're doing this again yeah but just the, the whole aspect and the whole idea of the olympic village was just like unlike anything that I have had ever experienced and I think will ever experience, honestly. Yeah. It's such a unique, I imagine, it's such a unique uh, uh, experience that it's just unlike, it's it's, uh, it's unlike anything I could ever uh, have in, in for my, there's, I don't know what I would compare it to that could possibly happen in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, as much as people try to explain it like it's like it's very very difficult to describe what it feels like actually being there like my 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 favorite example is one of my favorite memories from the olympics was actually in 2016 after i was done competing you know i i stayed for like however much longer i was there in rio um but i was done with my competition and the argentinian men's handball team was also done with their competitions and we were just at the village hanging out and we ended up playing like a game of soccer together, you know? And it was just like the coolest possible moment because like night, it was neither of our sports and we were still coming together and like having such a nice, great time doing that one, you know, one thing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, we're going to get into more of that soon, but before we do that, Mm -hmm. let's talk about uh, what we're into this week. For me, uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about this because I, I saw it a little bit ago, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it. And a chance to see The Green Knight, uh, directed by David Lowry and written by David Lowry, uh, starring yeah. uh, Deb Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, uh, 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 Aaron Kellyman, who people that watch this show probably recently saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Barry mm-hmm. Keoghan, bunch of people. Um, yeah. uh, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 90%. Uh, the, it's, and the consensus is the Green Knight honors the honors and deconstructs its source material in equal measure, producing an absorbing adventure that casts a fantastical spell. The audience wow. score is unsurprisingly lower. It's at 52%. Uh, and the consensus mm. there is, for better and for worse, the beautiful, beautifully filmed Green Knight is a different take on a classic story that takes its time in telling and leaves a lot open to interpretation. And the synopsis mm. is a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Uh, I know in college... Um, I read Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, the translation by uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Donald, did you ever get a chance to to check it out? Are aware of it? Any of that? I did not. It, I actually, I, I wanted to ask: Is Edgar Wright associated with this in any? Not form? that I'm aware of. It's possible, but okay. not that I'm aware of. For some reason, I feel like I have seen him post about it quite often. But maybe because I mean, it's just no, really I, good. Maybe it's just because it's good. Maybe it's just really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I have I hadn't heard about it at all. Um, but I've seen some of the trailers for it, and it honestly, looks like very very interesting. So I'm. It's it's always, you know, you're always at a conflict to see like something you know a, a film or a project be at like such a high critic score and then such a low audience score and vice versa yeah right because you're just like ah like what it you know yeah it's just interesting we we have a running my my regular co-host Roxy and i have kind of like a a running joke talking about like how you know the the more crowd pleasing the movie is usually the critic scores lower and the audience scores right. higher <laughs> uh any Zack snyder movie you know what i mean um <laughs> and where this is a movie that i really i'm much i i'm much more in line with the critics here i, I really loved it I was a little bit nervous because even though A24 has an incredible track record, at this point they very much have like a formula. And right, there is a con- I have a concern going into these that that you know sometimes with any movies there's this um, like I go to film festivals and stuff like that. Sometimes sure. the the pretensions can outweigh the aspirations yep. of the movie, and I did not feel that with this. I thought it really engaged the story. In, in a very interesting way, in a very kind of different way, it, it touches on all the King Arthur elements without like mm-hmm. making a huge deal about it. Like Ralph Ennison plays King, or excuse me, Ralph Ennison does not play King Arthur. He plays the Green Knight. Ralph Ennison, uh, you, his voice you might recognize from stuff like Game of Thrones, and he played the Father and yes. the Witch. He's got one of those amazing, amazingly yeah. like supernaturally deep voices. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Harris plays King Arthur, but on the credits he's just listed as the king and that's kind of like how the movie handles like like there's a point where where um dev patel who plays gawain uh the king hands him his sword and we all know it's excalibur the movie know is aware that it's excalibur but nobody's like hey here's excalibur the sword i pulled from the sword it doesn't do any of that stuff it just kind of like i i kind of really appreciate that though when when a movie is they're they're very subtle with something but like you know yeah you know you're like, you know what this is. Yeah. I don't even have to say it, but here you go. You the know, movie knows. The movie knows you know. We don't need to stop yeah. and do that. We know. Right. And so we just kind of move <laughs> on. Um, and it moves in ways that I didn't predict. And it, and it, uh, so for those that don't know, the basic um, original story is, centuries old story is, uh, a a green knight shows up at Arthur's round table. It's in the movie. It's Christmas Day. I believe in the original story. It's New Year's Day, um, mm-hmm. and it's basically like, "Hey, let's have a game like they did back then, where we take swipes at each other, whatever." And Gawain cuts off the green knight's head. The green knight oh. picks up his head and is like, 
in a year we're gonna have to do this again and i get to return this blow and so gawain basically has to spend a year being like oh man i'm gonna get my head cut off uh (laughs) and then he has to go on a journey to find the green knight and we learn lessons about chivalry because that's what it's a it's a chivalry romance um and for that the time that we think of romance as smooching but back in that time what we call now is chivalric romance is more about honor and adventure and all that stuff love that yeah we love that but this movie kind of it, he is on a journey of finding his chivalric spirit, but it, it goes in a, in a different direction. It, it, it's 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 um, much more humanistic. It deals with with concepts mm. of like bravery and stuff like that. And I thought it, it at first when it ended, I was like, "Huh." And then the more I thought about it, I was like, "I actually think it really ends on a on a uh, kind of a, a very." thoughtful note i i really the point is i really loved it i don't want to spoil it obviously the story's been around forever but this takes its own right moves in its own directions um so so for me that's what i'm into if you get a chance and, and you feel comfortable going to the theaters i i recommend um checking it out obviously i understand if you yeah. don't feel comfortable if you're not vaccinated if you're not vaccinated please stay home <laughs> just just stay home please, just don't <laughs> just please just either on, get man. vaccinated or if you can't because some people can't for for medical right. reasons i understand that or you're a child uh but right. stay home um Please. anyway uh so that that was that's me that's what i'm into now what are you what what are you into man it's funny because i've i've always been i'm i, I keep looking behind you and seeing like all of these all my stuff yeah all my stuff, yeah, all my stuff, stuff yeah. Like, oh my god and and i actually i i've been telling you that i i want to read your stuff you know like i I know recently you just came out with something, and I, I'm yeah. I'm excited to to get to that. I'll send um, it to you. Let me know where to send it, and I'll send it to you. Yes, yes. I've I've always been heavily into um, superhero kinds of uh, fantasy. You know, uh, yeah. it's for whatever reason it's harder for me to get into the more like medieval type thing, like yeah. forever. Yeah. For whatever reason, and and even even in like really great, you know, like I actually I. And I'm probably gonna get a bunch of hate for this, but I've never seen Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think if you'd said that before, and, and listen, I f- always feel the need to say this. I actually enjoyed the way Game of Thrones ended. I'm one of the few that did. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the way it ended, but I do know that that you might not get as much shit for that now as as you right. might have. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Right before the film, it was like, oh my god. But yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Um. But it was just. It's always been. I, one thing that I did watch that I absolutely loved was A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. But I mean, mm-hmm. how could he not love that movie? Yeah. But um, so, I, yeah, I've always been very, very into like superhero type movies, cartoon movies. Um, so what I always uh, you know, gravitate towards. But as I've grown up, there's there's um, there's been a, a wide variety of of different things that I that I like watching now. And. There is a lot of A twenty four stuff that I like. You know, I've been recently really getting into a lot more like whole, more psychological horror and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Midsummer not that long ago for the first time, and I was just like, I need to watch it again, but I don't know if I want to watch it again. I've watched Hereditary a couple times, and it's like one of those things that you're just like, man, I, sh- uh, can't, should I be watching it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love Hereditary, so, but I have not yet. Uh, built up the the emotional head of steam i need to watch it again <laughs> yes exactly exactly um haunting of hill house was something that i really 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 enjoyed you know so uh 
a bit of a wide variety for sure. Is there anything more recently, you know, obviously you're super busy right now, but is there anything more recently you've been able to check out? Um, I know that for a fact there was something that I, that I saw recently and, oh, uh, Invincible. Oh yeah. Amazon Prime. I watched that. Yes. Very, very interesting. Yes. Very interesting story. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, because of the fact that I grew up with all of these like very classic superhero stories, I was, you know, there's always that expectation that I was hoping for Invincible to like come back and like whoop Omni-Man's ass, Mm -hmm. but it never happened. And it's like, I love it. And the little kid inside of me is like, no, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't wait for season two. Honestly, I, I, I can't wait for season two. Yeah. They're already, they're already working on it. It'll be interesting to see. I, I have a, I, I read the first eight issues. I have two collections that I think comprise the first eight issues. Hmm. Um, so I had a pretty pretty solid understanding of what comprised the first season. And I have a vague awareness of what happens after that. So I'll be interested to see um, uh, where we go next. And um, it, it's interesting that like uh, that's kind of where Amazon has uh, – planted its flag is like these like right? deconstruction is violent superhero stuff yeah that and all the money towards lords of, lord of the rings <laughs> of course yeah the, excuse me the 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 boy season one of the boys i caught the whole thing and i thought that was very interesting and it i love the concept of this is actually what it would be like if superheroes were around today you know everybody mm-hmm. likes to imagine that it would be more like marvel or more like dc but in reality it would very much be like these like massive corporations being like toting these these superheroes as like the idols and when in reality they're like very questionable yeah so i i really enjoyed that concept a lot yeah yes that's uh cool shows i know they're already working on invincible season two and the boys season three but i do not know when they're going to drop but i'm very excited to check them out but now let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about meat and potatoes. Uh, the the Olympics. Obviously, for those mm-hmm. that that uh, you know, I um, obviously I grew up watching the Olympics with my family, but I'm not like super plugged in. Uh, I think yep. most of the headlines for this year were that this year's Olympics were supposed to be last year's Olympics. They got postponed right. for COVID, and it also seems like every time there is a headline <laughs> for the Olympics, it's like. Hey, actually, COVID is super bad in Japan, so I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> or uh, Shikari Richardson and, and that whole that whole thing. Or you know the 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 people uh, the backlash against Simone Biles for just you know wanting to take care of her mental health. You know what I mean? Like, right? Uh, it just feels right. like whoa, this was a oh boy, this one didn't. This one's kind of <laughs> gone off the rails. But I think that's opened up. Um, conversation around yeah. the Olympics in general because I think like a lot of people like me that are that are more passively aware of it we're not mm-hmm. there, it's this is not the first time there's been controversy around them this is not yeah. the the there there are some like it, it feels like the past two years obviously the the big thing is COVID but what COVID has done yeah. is like hey it, uh, pulled back the curtain and it's like it turns out there's rich old assholes back here ruining our lives yeah. <laughs> It's literally, I feel like that has literally been the massive uh, theme for the last like year and a half, two years almost, where just every veil is being torn, every curtain is being drawn, and we're actually getting, like, it's no longer this like fantasy that we're, you know, we're we're seeing everything through rose-tinted glasses. We're like yeah. actually being like, hey, whoa, hang on a second, yeah. you know, and uh, you mentioned Shikari, and the thing that made me incredibly angry, like, 
that that situation by itself was very frustrating. But what was even more frustrating was like a week and a half later, mm-hmm. how all of these headlines were talking about these two Olympians that were currently at the Olympics talking so openly about their use of yeah. cannabis. And I was like, are you are you kidding me right yeah. now? By the way, you can't curse on this show. I saw I saw yeah you're I meant to tell you that before you we do curse on the show (laughs) but yeah that was some bullshit it was like it was like they were advertising for like a like a some sort of like um uh, cannabis is okay weed is okay but for white people exactly because if if, if you look at the people in those ads and then you look at Shakari it's like hmm Hmm, yeah. I wonder, wonder why. why. I wonder why the, yeah. the Olympics had an issue with this person. And so yeah. for those that, again, that don't know, Shakari Richardson was not able to compete uh, because there was, um, I forget the term, but weed in her system. And bullshit, it, I think, was a... What you were thinking? Yeah, it was bullshit. Some bullshit. It was bullshit. Yeah, and and, yeah. Um, and the the she apparently had um, smoked some after her uh, biological mother had died, which seems uh, very incredibly reasonable to me, uh, and also in a state <laughs> where it is legal. But you know, whatever. I guess, um, uh, and and not, but not. You know, uh, uh, um, just that. I, you know, like we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Um, uh, Raven Saunders did an X gesture, which she was being yep. under invest- investigation for. Uh, one of the right. people, I think it was a Japanese comedian. This one didn't, I didn't pull up for my research, but I saw the headline, a Japanese comedian that was supposed to be a part of like either, either planning or a part of the opening ceremonies had to leave because he abused mentally handicapped kids when he was an element, like abused, abu- like did bad shit to them. And it's just like, Oh my God. God, like, oh my, like oh my one of the, God. one of the, the Olympian committee members had to uh, quit because he made Holocaust jokes. It's like, what the fuck is going oh, on? Like Jesus. this is wild west. Yeah. But, but yeah, so you talk about the veils being pulled down. Uh, obviously uh, a lot of conversation around, um, I'm, I'm in LA right now. A lot of conversation mm-hmm. around that we're going to have the games in 2028 and no, nobody, yes. nobody wants that. Not a single, nobody wants, nobody wants that. And so there's, uh, yeah. spend some time on, uh, no Olympics, LA.com which kind of talks about how um, obviously there's, there's specific issues with uh, the, having the Olympics in LA. Cause we, we already have traffic problems and all about it, all, all the problems. Yep. Um, yep. Literally uh, police on the beach, arresting homeless people on tents. Like it's, it's a, it's right. a, not great right now, but the, the Olympics tend to displace the unhoused communities. They raise mm-hmm. pl- uh, police presence, no matter what city they're in. Uh, they raise public debt because they always run over budget. It's just a whole Absolutely. host of things um, that that has a lot of people like questioning, like, what are we doing with this? Is it accomplishing what we want to do? Is there a way yeah. to improve it? But So before we get into that, you told at the top of this episode a story, a really lovely story about playing soccer with these other athletes. I, I want to know more yeah. about your experience going through the Olympics um, and what and what that was like for you. Because a lot of I things I've been hearing is it's a lot of the conversation has been from outside figures like you actually absolutely. went through it. So what was that like? I think the 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 biggest issue with the Olympics and the, and the biggest like inner conflict that I have is how much it can truly change a single person's life. Like yeah. for the athletes that are there, it is it is incredibly heartbreaking because they work they don't do anything else in their life, but work towards this thing towards this, like going to the Olympics and being a part of this one absolutely massive thing. Yeah. It sucks because like to take, to be, to like take that, to just to have the idea of taking that away from these athletes is, 
is heartbreaking. And we mm-hmm. saw it happen. We saw it happen last year when a good majority of people that were training and were ready to go ultimately retired because not every sport gets funding, you know, like yeah. not everybody who is working for these Olympics that it's like, that's the only thing that they are able to do. Yeah. You know, I personally have a friend of mine that she, she was struggling a lot. Like she took out a mortgage and everything to compete for the Olympics, you know, and that's, oh. that's kind of things that you don't think about. And it's like, it's not because she was unsuccessful. In fact, she was already an Olympic medalist, you know, yeah. it's just because we, I, I just feel like we don't, we don't take care of the athletes as much as we cheer them on and, uh, and and like show them all the accolades every four years yeah. in the, in that in that span that gap it's very difficult it's very difficult a lot of a lot of people growing up i heard about a lot of people selling their olympic medals and i was like How, what yeah. but as an adult i i fucking get it man yeah. people fall on hard times like you you get like not very much money if you win one medal and to get that one single medal is insanely difficult you know so it's very it's it's such a it's such a it's such a hard thing to to talk about and think about because as i said the experience of being there actually being able to you know compete and and be alongside all of these different kinds of people in different countries is the most beautiful experience i think i've ever had but I also completely empathize with like society and the countries and, and the cities and all these things. Like it's, they're both right. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's almost, it almost seems like an impossibility to try and figure out a, a you know, a, a halfway point. Yeah. It's interesting because um, it seems like the people that run the Olympics get a lot of money from doing that. Oh yeah. And so it's, Absolutely. it's weird that none of that money goes to the people that are actually doing that's wild. That's, that's so strange. But it, I mean, it's that, it sounds so similar to, you know, college sports and how all of these mm-hmm. football players and basketball players are constantly making so much money for all of these colleges and they weren't getting anything at all. And then yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard about some guy that he was like trying to like sell merchandise, like trying to sell, like trying to start his own business. And then he was like fined or, or, you know, reprimanded for that. Yeah. But like, you're not paying him, though. Mm-hmm. It's almost you know? like there's this one class of people that's profiting off the work of this other class of yeah. people that are doing all of the Never work. Never heard for of them. it. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so strange. Never heard of that before. <laughs> so the, I, I think this touches on a question we got from the Discord. Which, if you wanted to be a part of the Discord, if you wanted to watch episodes like this early, you can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. So check that out. Um, One of the things I feel is good about the Olympics is the world coming together under the um, commonality of sports slash athletics. It also gets pushed a lot in media. Is this really a truish narrative? And if so, is there a good example you could share? I mean, the story you shared earlier was a pretty good example. Um, Or an example of the uh, opposite. He says his only experience Mm -hmm. with international athletes athletes were through rugby players that would come to his university and play mm-hmm. on the team with them and i love hearing their stories um and how they got into the sports and how it was interesting through uh, uh, uh through line across countries and cultures and i assume that was a i don't know if saber tooth walk is a right. he or she so i shouldn't have said that but yeah but um uh, so so for for you yeah Obviously, that's when everybody, whenever anybody brings up like, "Hey, there's a lot of problematic things with the Olympics." They're like, "Bah, it's the world, it's the world coming right. together." In your experience, is that is that true? And in what ways is it true? And in what ways is it not? I I would say that 
almost almost unfortunately it is 100 percent true yeah. like i said being a part of that village and being able to did you hang out with so many different people that you would never hang out with ever yeah and it's literally like the highest level athletes or just the highest level people around the world from countries that you would probably never visit ever yeah you know and you and you find this commonality and everybody within that village is so goddamn happy to be there yeah. and it feels so good you're just you don't even give a shit if you lost. Like w- once you get to the village, you're just like, damn, this is fucking awesome. You yeah. know, it's just like, it's not a big party in the sense where it's a fucking rager. It's just like yeah. a big party because of like how nice it feels to be there. Yeah. But again, I say, unfortunately, because people will use that and like essentially weaponize it to be like, no, nope, we got to keep doing it because of that. Right. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to my whole like thing about that inner conflict of like, ah, oh, it's so good for the athletes, but like, fuck all you guys over here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Speaking of the athletes, so for you, and obviously I would imagine this is different for the different sports and different countries and all that stuff. But for you, what was, like, at what point were you like, yeah, Olympics? And then, and then what was the process of training and getting ready? And, and cause it's hard mm-hmm. for me as somebody that, that would, did not really participate in sports. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, I think that amount of dedication to work, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because for different sports, there are different like end games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gymnastics is 100% end game is the Olympics, right? Yeah. Like, tiers of competition is olympics and then right under that is world championships but like even world championships like yeah it's big but like going to the olympics you're like holy shit but like see like if you if you play tennis i feel like wimbledon is more end game than actually the olympics you know or like basketball or anything like that yeah exactly exactly so it's it's a little it's a little bit different like world cup for soccer you know like so for me personally, I knew very early on because I was a gymnast that like Olympics was what I wanted to do. Right. Oh. I, I like very vaguely remember watching it in 96 mm-hmm. when I was very young and being like, that's I, they're flying. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, in, in 2000, I was, you know, a little older and I started like paying more and more attention. And like, I, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do more than anything in the world. Funny enough that in acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was something that I knew very early on that that was 100% what it was. And it was interesting actually participating and being a part of it because for whatever reason, we always build up this, these like magical dreamlike scenarios. And when we get there, we're just like, oh, it's just, it's just the same shit that we've been doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All cool. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was still a pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. So like, so, so 1996, so like almost 24 years now nah, because you of as now 24 years ago yeah. is when is when you're like okay this is what i'm this is <laughs> this is what i'm working towards this is what i'm going to yeah yeah you know and and i think it's because of that and i which is another reason why i think it's it's so cool cuz right now there are so many people that are watching somebody like Caleb Dressel right like yeah. that's the the name that pops out right now uh of course somebody like Simone Biles and Suni um and they're like i'm going to do that yeah. right 
And there's that one kid who will do that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it is, it truly can become life changing. Um, but it's just, it's still, it just sucks that it has become so much of a, like peddling a, a thing, like you're selling a, you're selling something, you know? Yeah. You're just trying to live your dream, and inevitably you end up selling something, right? Yeah. Well, because again, I think, and, and correct me if my understanding of this is incorrect, like that's kind of a way a lot of, of some of the, the bigger ticket athletes end up making money after is where I'm on a cereal box or I'm on a... Exactly. Yeah. 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 And again, it's, that's all they have. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's all they knew. Well, that's all they... In a lot of ways, that's, especially when you get into entertainment, I think this is where it kind of crosses over into what we normally talk about in this show, like... Uh, and and it's unfortunate like i you know i'm i'm fortunate that a lot of the listeners of this of this show have not been like why do you talk about this stuff and it's but it's increasingly on my <laughs> mind i feel like and i think the reason i don't get more backlash is i think it's increasingly on all of our minds of like kind of what are we what are we doing like what are we because you right. think about like you think about the stuff <laughs> the stuff i i love that we talk about on this show so you know, of course, the the big one of the big things this year, the Disney Plus shows, uh, WandaVision, yep. Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki. Of course. And and those are entertaining and we're enjoying them. But what are they doing? They're selling you toys and they're selling you lunch boxes and they're selling you mm-hmm. they're selling you things. This is this is a brand. The reason I grew up loving Transformers and Snake Eyes just came out. I grew up, loved G.I. Joe. Of course. Those are toy commercials. That's that is what they were. You know what I mean? Yep. And so that's and I think our our country in particular but the world in general uh, uh boils every everything's value down to how can we use it to sell stuff and make more money which goes back to uh this this upper crust that kind of runs things like mm, how can i profit off of these of, of what these Always. people are doing and it's just hashtag it's, capitalism yeah and it, so it's it, it connects to and i think that's why this olympic conversation is is important because it touches on uh, you know it's on the one hand it's these big games that we only have every four years but on the other hand it touches on capitalism it touches on housing it touches on uh, mm-hmm. policing it touches on all this other stuff it discrimination is, yeah and racism. It, exactly yeah. and it's and it's all tied up into the stuff that we're all we're currently i mean it even ties up in the climate like it uh you're going to be oh, doing yeah. outdoor uh the games in the summer of 2028 in los angeles good luck <laughs> uh, <laughs> good luck with that yeah. um uh, yeah. I'm going to feel lucky if I can go for a walk in 2028 outside. <laughs> um, so it's all this stuff that we need to deal with. So I think, for, so, so you were an athlete for you, the Olympics was the bigger thing. And is there a way like that? And obviously you and I are not, we're not the ones that are going to be the ones to solve this. For sure. But, but the, I think the, the equation I see is you've got athletes that, that are, are the best in their field and we want not only an opportunity for all of us to enjoy their competition but for them to express themselves through competition in a way that benefits them and in a way that benefits the audience in the way that benefits wherever we do this so i I guess the question i've been asking myself as i've been hearing these conversations and as i've been following people like no olympics la Mm -hmm. how can we give these athletes an opportunity to compete at the mm-hmm. level that they compete in a way that is that is beneficial is not just profiting the the Olympics committee that runs things, which apparently like includes like literal princes and shit. Like that's who we're talking about here. Like we're talking about like literal like like royalty that are just deciding that like actually no, we're just going to take a big old dump in your city and then uh, suck up all the money <laughs> oh, and then man. leave. 
so like is it because you talked about Wimbledon and you talked about World Cup is there could we could is there a way that maybe for for gymnasts um either their their big competition could be rebranded or something like that that they could have their own Wimbledon excuse me they could have their own World Cup uh, do you think like maybe the Olympics could stay in one city and maybe we do it more than every maybe we do it year I, you know I don't know like for you as an athlete what do you think could be done that that could have could have been more beneficial to you as an athlete? Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult, man. That that is such a, a a difficult concept to kind of play with because I think the reason why the Olympics are such a big deal is because they don't happen often. Same thing with you know with with the World Cup. Yeah, um, happens every four years, so you have that one shot, right? And it's like boils down to this, and and it's not just like, well, it's okay, we can try next year, right? You're just like, God damn it, now you know you have yeah. to readjust and, and actually like reestablish like shit like am i really gonna have to do this for another four years to get like one other shot um i honestly think and and i'm for sure gonna get a bunch of backlash from like the the one percent here and mm-hmm. uh, i'm sorry i'm probably uh, they never don't, gonna be sponsored by something they're, they're at probably some point, but... they're probably not listening to this show <laughs> <laughs> spoiler they're probably not listening to this show but but like i just feel like if we dial it back a little bit on like the whole branding thing i think that would honestly make it a little more special because everybody fucking hates commercials yeah everybody does we like watching what's going on like i understand there are moments that are it's a lull and we're just like okay let's show you something else so you don't completely disengage yeah but it's just it's so difficult you know and i had another point but my idea is you know she's on one today but, mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. i just i feel like that's that just dialing back maybe on on like the three hundred and seventy five thousand corporations that are constantly shoving their yeah. products down the, the thing oh i remember the 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 point that i wanted to make it's it's interesting because uh, to bring it back to your your point of like that they're constantly selling something they're it sucks because they can always latch on to this idea that i'm about to say for a lot of people myself included we don't see the fact that they're selling merchandise we see more so that they're like selling a dream that is attainable and even though it seems like immensely impossible i i think that if i work hard enough at it i can i can achieve it right and i i did Right. And I'm now working to try and achieve that dream of, of becoming a successful actor. And yes, is it going to be difficult? Absolutely. But if we if we try and focus more on that rather than just being like, go look at this pretty shiny thing, I feel like that would maybe maintain some sort of like the 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 allure like the actual magic of it all you know i also think that it's interesting too because i also think that touches on you know and and i think maybe my brain gravitates towards this because i'm a writer and so the idea of communication um Mm -hmm. is important to me and i and i do wonder like i think a lot of times these conversations tend to go into a, a, a direction of like okay what's the magic bullet what's the one thing we do like i just watched uh for the first time i watched the danny boyle movie sunshine 
And it's one of those like, oh, world's ending. We got to do the thing. And it's a good movie. That's not me dumping, dunking on the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. But a lot of these movies are like, okay, we are literally, okay, we've got to drop this bomb here. And, and it's like, but that's not, we're not going to be able to drop a bomb on climate change. That's mm-hmm. just not how things, right. our world, we weren't able to drop a bomb on COVID. Like Can't that's, do it. yeah, that's not, right. there's not a thing. Um, and there's not going to be a vaccine for climate change. There's not a vaccine for what we're dealing with the Olympics. There's not a vaccine for um, the, uh, gentrification, capitalism, all that stuff. So I wonder if, when it comes to the conversation, and I think I wonder if it would have to be a conversation. It'd have to be a conversation between um, with with the athletes. Um, it would have to be a conversation with if if we if we stuck to this idea that we have to do it in a different city every year. A conversation with the city of what would actually benefit their infrastructure. What could we make that actually helps the city? Because it can't just yeah. be. If the idea is that uh, the Olympics are supposed to be this globally uniting thing, then it can't just be yeah. like we shove our dick in a city for that amount of time. Like it has to be like, and it should be <laughs> exemplary of that of that culture of that city of that place. Um, I actually, we- I actually really love the idea of keeping it in one place. I think that that would honestly potentially make it even more special because everybody has to go there. Yeah. You know? Well, and then you think I about like the, the, the issue then I think would be then, okay, what do you do with that space for the other 48 years that you're not using it? You figure, you can figure it out. You can absolutely. Figure it out. I would say it would just, you would constantly be upgrading and, and updating all of the, all of the things. Like, I mean, sports change every year, gymnastics in itself. I know like every equipment, the 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 evolution from the actual equipment that has been used even today versus like eight years ago is is massively massively different so it's not like they they won't figure like you said it's not like they won't figure out what they could do with the space like they could figure that out i i i really like the idea of keeping it in in one place yeah and what place is that what place is that? I mean, some people have suggested Greece. I know Greece is going through its own stuff right now. Um, right. Uh, you know, neutral, whatever. I, listen, I think it was floated on one of the podcasts I was li- listening to. It's like, hey, let's just take one of those Jeff Epstein islands, you know, and try and use it for something, <laughs> something positive. Like this, uh, you know, they're not using hey, it now. That's I a hope. Great idea. Um, but but it also comes to we. I think we just need to, and this is a much more. This is a much longer conversation. Just rethink our system of where. Um, the people at the top suck up all the resources from the from the people at the bottom because that's not benefiting anybody really, except mm-hmm. for a very tiny amount of people. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get into some of these other questions that we have. Um, uh, da, da, da. Uh, Leonard Kim, what are your thoughts on the fact that the Russian athletes are competing as ROC and are raking up medals? While I sympathize with the athletes wanting to compete, I'm still not sure I'm okay with the idea of Russia isn't necessarily getting punished. It almost feels like Russia is merely getting slapped on the wrist. I was actually, until I read this question, I was not familiar with this controversy. I read it up a little bit after it. Really? Uh, Yeah. And so, because again, I'm kind of like... I'm dealing yeah. with my own shit. The Olympics, yeah, the Olympics yeah. have not have not really cracked my my uh, like, my oh, bubble yeah, at the moment. Cool yeah, it's there. like that's dealing yeah. with its own stuff. I got my own thing over here. I can't really worry about that right now. Um, so yeah, yeah, and so I was reading up on on the the you know the doping scandal and how they basically rebranded and like, hey, we're not doing it now. Wink. We're not the we're not Russia. We're, we're not Russia. Russian Olympic Committee. Wink. Uh, yeah. So do you have thoughts on that? Absolutely. I'm a little scared because I might get jumped by the mm-hmm. russian mafia yeah. i will disappear <laughs> but if, if the yeah, disappears man, we know what happened <laughs> right but um it's it, you know it goes back to what we were talking about shikari richardson it's like why is it we know why but yeah. why is it that something that is immensely not okay for one 
person or group of people is yeah totally fine eh, whatever it's not that bad yeah. for another group of people yeah. right like dude like an entire it was an entire country of people that were doing incredibly shady things to like get around the competition yeah and they're winning medals now yeah. you know like but but then why are we testing people mm-hmm. why yeah. why then if you're if you're gonna let an entire country of people just be like oh no 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 we're not we're not them we're mm-hmm. look you know we put up a, a fake mustache on we're all you know yeah all good mm-hmm. i uh, it's ridiculous well and it also kind of um challenges the notion of like this hey this is where we all unite to do the thing it was like well if there's the, if we're not holding people accountable then what are we what are we uniting over <laughs> what are we actually doing yeah, what yeah, are we yeah. actually doing if we're not if we're not a, yeah. if a global community like you know but it's- and and that's tough because a lot of the a lot of the athletes that were that tested positive they they were manipulated and gaslighted into thinking like no 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 it's all good yeah so like it's it's difficult to point the fingers at the athletes it's it's obviously of course not their fault yeah. I mean some points it is yeah but it's some athletes I mean it's complicated but, uh, yeah yeah it's 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 more it's more the federation itself right yeah. and it's uh it's kind of really heartbreaking it goes back to what we were saying like this you know the the veil of of this like dream is is kind of bullshit you know yeah yeah so we've got another question here from uh brenda and she says omg my parents and i still talk about anel's uh olympic appearance we love them <laughs> uh, i'd be interested in hearing his opinion on athletes using their platform at the games in ways like raven saunders did there's a long history of folks using their time on the podium to make a stand sometimes at the, at the to the cost of the athlete what do you guys think about that first of all thank you brenda i really appreciate that That's yeah very, i thought that was really, when i saw her post that you. i thought that was really cool um I, I think it's I think it's truly laughable when we see people even today talk about how sports in no way is political. Mm-hmm. It's just like have you have you ever actually watched any sport ever in history? Yeah. Like it is inherently political. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was one of the main points of Jesse Owens. Like yeah. he was, you know, the yeah. catalyst for like so many things and 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 the two athletes who stood up on, on the podium and held their fist, you know, like it was, God, I get chills just thinking about that. Yeah. We, we cannot have one without the other because it's not like these athletes are not part of the communities that are being affected. Yeah. Like they are, they are at, you know, at the highest level of the world and they are affected by everything that we're all, you know, affected by why would we not want that person and their opinion on what is happening to all of us, them included? Yeah. Right. I think it's, I think it's very ignorant and very dangerous to, to say something like, you know, the whole shut up and dribble yeah. trope, right. It's ridiculous. And I, I, I applaud every athlete. And in fact, at one point I heard about how the IOC was banning certain, um, like certain, like things that you can wear certain protests and things like, I, I don't think they were allowing black lives matter, like um, attire or anything, which is again, they were trying to do the whole shut up and dribble thing. And I'm just like, what are we doing though? What are we, doing, yeah. what are we actually doing though? Yeah. You know? 
Well, and again, it goes back to, I would think, the, the idea if you're a global community, like, and, and, I, and I can understand, I don't think this is what's going on, but I can understand the argument of like, well, yeah, those symbols of protest are great, but what if you had somebody up there that did like a white nationalist thing? Like, that would not be great. For and, sure. then, and then, you, but then you say like, well, that's easy. You say one, if you're, it's a hate group or represents right. a hate thing, then, then don't do that. That's actually a pretty, it's a pretty easy distinction to make. Really, yeah. if you if you want it. My to. my issue is my issue is that they in in that statement they never said anything about not wearing any of the white nationalist or white supremacist things. Yeah, they yeah. only mentioned that you can't be wearing a Black Lives Matter thing. Well, so I, it's like you know, figure out what you actually want. Are we not allowing Black people to protest for you know equal rights or what's that, what's actually yeah happening? what are you what are you actually going for and it, it reminds me a little bit of because again we talk about uh comics and movies and stuff like that and when people try to like oh i don't want uh politics in my comics like what are you <laughs> what are you doing have this, you read the, comics yeah you read, have you like, read the, comics? comics movies it's always about people it's it's uh, and i think that's something that's interesting to me is in a lot of ways you know obviously it's easy to look at it entertainment like movies and shows and be like those, those are people expressing themselves and but yeah. i think with with that with athletes, with sports, that's also you. You are also expressing yourself with your bodies, and not only that, you're expressing yourself. You are parts of communities. You're part of your countries. Mm-hmm. You're part of what you're you're mm-hmm. dealing with. And like you said, they've got this incredible platform, and it it's almost irresponsible to not irresponsible, but like they should be allowed to use it to to promote the things that they believe in. When you think about like you know the absolutely NFL and the kneeling and stuff like that, it's like yeah, but if you're not using it to mm-hmm. make things better then again you're just raking up money that's all you're doing and not in the right. Olympi- olympians case nfl's case they're they're getting paid okay <laughs> over the nfl nfl players are doing yeah, all right i think they're fine yeah, they, yeah they're, i think they're okay uh, i'm not saying i don't i don't i'm not familiar with that system i'm sure it could be more equitable but it, you know they're comparatively they're doing okay right, <laughs> right. but i mean like it, exactly you know and it's I think it all boils down to why would you not want the the absolute best in the world to be able to empathize with you yeah. Why would you not want them to actually feel and and say something that you are living through every single day? Yeah. Why would you not want that? Why? Yeah. yeah. I would. I love that. I'll yeah. tell you what. The, the very first time I ever watched Spider Man into into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Within the first like two minutes of the movie, I started like crying my eyes out. Yeah. Only because I heard the mom talking Spanish, and I was like, yeah. "That's my mom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So why would we not want that? Why would we not want more of that? Yeah. You know? Well, and again, I think for, for, for entertainment stuff like that, I also think from a, a there's obviously um, um, the, the, the more positive pro-social reasons, but there's also just a practical, like if you love movies, don't you want movies from other perspectives telling you stories you right, haven't man. heard of people? I mean, that's the, yeah. why are you going and sitting in the seat? You just want to see the same thing every time? That's boring. Like, come on. Like, we've, seen, we've seen the teenage high school story where the guy is kind of a shithead and then the girl is like, the, you know, She's yeah. not. She's different, and then they fall in love. Like yeah. we've seen it. Yeah. So like, let's it. let's let's switch it up. Let's and and same thing with like if if you if you want these people, the, the people in the Olympics from all over the world, that if the idea is we're part of a global community and the cultures, you should be allowed to see those cultures express themselves and deal with the things that they're yeah. dealing with. And 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 if you're not being made aware uh on mm-hmm. some level of of what's going on globally because you know in america we kind of live in a, in a bubble dealing with our own stuff then yeah. it's not then the, then you're not doing what you're saying you're doing you're not you're not exposing yourself Absolutely. to the rest of you're not expanding people's people's paradigms and worldview 
I agree. So I agree, man. But those were all the questions we had. Before we wrap up, did you have any final thoughts? Anything else you wanted to share about about uh, the Olympics, your experience, or anything really? Yeah, I think I I think that we have made progress. There's certainly progress that has been made because otherwise we wouldn't even be able to talk about these kinds of things. Yeah. Do I think we have a very very long way to go? Absolutely, yes. absolutely. But I think that we are taking steps small as they are somewhat in the right direction sometimes we get veered off to the side but i think more and more people are starting to like realize and we're starting to like link arms together and being like no let's keep walking this way um and that could just be the optimist in me but i hope we see more of that yeah for real and i think um uh for anybody like me who's had you know been been more uh made more aware of of some of these issues and stuff like that it's not we're at a point now when it comes to making things better that it's not just about like who you vote for like we're gonna have to build our communities and talk to people Mm -hmm. and hear people's different perspectives and and Mm -hmm. work together uh for that um if you kind of want to know anybody out there that wants to know more about um, um, if you if you live in L.A. or or anything like this has inspired you to learn more about the Olympics, I, I recommend going to noolympicsla.com, checking out what they're doing because um, they have a pretty concert, comprehensive look at, at some of the uh, larger um, issues that, that, that the Olympics are dealing with. Um, and, uh, Janelle, before we go, uh, remind the kids at home, where they can find you, what they should be looking out for from you, uh, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, on my Instagram and Twitter, honestly, it's kind of the only two things that I do. It's, um, Daniel J. Leva, D-A-N-E-L-L-J-L-E-Y-V-A. And, you know, I've been filming a couple things this summer. Um, something that I filmed not too long ago. Can't really say anything about it yet. I have some uh, you know, a project coming up in August and I can't say anything about it and a project coming up in the fall that I can't say anything about it yet. But um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very happy. I can't wait to, again, work on that thing. DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to work on that thing. Which, by the way, if you guys want to check it out, it's on uh, whose Patreon? It's, it's on our Patreon, patreon.com slash only stupid answers. So, yeah, so if you're part of the pa- uh, Patreon, you can find it there. Uh, the the so short cool. we did, Broke Luck. And, and yeah, we're definitely um, trying to figure out ways to continue that story as, as yes. things develop. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very amazing story. And I, and I would encourage all of you to, you know, help us get some traction behind it because it really is a, an amazing story. Um, and yeah, man, thank you honestly so much for, for calling me and, and having me be a part of this. This is a, a really great show and I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, dude, thank you for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. I know you got a lot going on and I thank you for taking the time uh, to do it. Uh, and yeah, if anybody, again, if you, if you want to check out uh, Broke Luck, the short uh, we did together, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. You can catch episodes like this early. Roxy and I do our weekly show. She's off filming a movie herself, actually, currently. But uh, you can uh, check out our, our live show every Friday um, uh, at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. If you want to follow this show, you can do uh, do that everywhere that matters at only stupid answers. But on Twitter, you're going to yank the vowels out of stupid. And if you want to follow me, you can do that at DJ Talks Trash. We will be back next week talking about other things. I don't know yet. We'll see, but we'll see you all then. Bye, everybody.